Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that goes on around it. Life is stinking ridiculous. Okay. Gender is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Planning vacations is ridiculous. The outcome of relaxation is hopefully not ridiculous. Yeah, right? (laughs) Galley's coming. Yes. It's happy. Yes. We have gender ribbons again. It's our vacation. Pronoun ribbons, I should say. Mm -hmm. We don't have gender ribbons. Mm -mm. That would be a little weird. (laughs) First place ribbon. You win the gender. You have the best gender here. Oh, that that seems like a lot of work. Doesn't it? I I don't want to play that. No, thank you. Uh Uh-uh. Besides, I know I'd win. That would make it really easy. We could just give you the ribbon and move on. I win. Gender. There you go. I don't know, though. I think I've got a handicap. Okay. Like, I don't present my gender, because how the hell would you? You probably do present your gender, and how the hell will they recognize that is the real question. Fair. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. There is no established model for princess man. The closest thing is drag queen. Yeah, I suppose if you were hanging out with more gender variant people. I saw some little clip at that training I had to go to the other day. Oh, you had to go to the LGBTQ sensitivity training. I did. Yeah. I did. I kept trying to skip it. I was signed up last year Mm -hmm. and we had things going on with my mother and so I didn't get there. And then I was signed up again and they moved it or canceled it and I thought That was a snow day, wasn't it? Uh no, that was a different that was a different training. Okay. And I did it online. So anyhow oh, that was ethics that you Yeah, ethics. Ethics got snowed out. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> but you can do it online. Okay. But this other training is required by our government entity. Mm-hmm. It's one of like three or four of them that re- they require. Mm-hmm. And uh, they set one up for January. Nobody jumps at January. Everybody's like, eh, I'll get my things done later. But with the required trainings of our agency, they're from a certain date. So from your hire date or from the date they set this up as a requirement, which would be sometime last year. Right. And I thought about, well, I guess I have to do this training. And I thought, no, I think I could put it off longer. And then I got an email (laughs) saying, you can't put this off longer. And apparently so did, you know, 20 some odd other people because the class had nobody in it. When I signed up, it had like two people. And uh, the instructor noted that that it was full overnight and probably a few of us were behind on our credits. Yep. So this seems to me, but, you know, in the American West, there is this very nativist local sentiment in a lot of places in the American West that our version is the best version, so you have to do our version. So like when you moved here and you got your licensing, you had to retake classes that you had already basically proven that you knew, or even classes that you had already taken. Yes, I did. I had to buy into the system. Yes. Mm -hmm. and I did get out of the gender one that time. Oh. I did. So remind everyone, what was your master's thesis on? At that time, it was gender identity disorder. Okay. Yeah. And so I got out of the human sexuality requirement. <laughs> because you had a master's thesis. <laughs> yes, I did. On the topic. I did. 
And so And I was yeah. fed up. I had taken the other three classes like like the one about drug and alcohol, which I had worked at a, a very well known drug and alcohol place when I was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But I had to take drug and alcohol one oh one. Oh my gosh. And two other classes. I can't even think of what they were. And even after starting your career or very early in your career, spending a large formative amount of time in a dual diagnosis facility, they still want you to go through extra if you actually wanted to do drug and alcohol specific treatment. In this area of licensing, yes. Humbug. Yeah, well, I'm not doing it. So there. Nope. They'll give me the work anyway, so I'm at a government agency. They'll make you do whatever they can. Yes. Whatever they think that you'll so work you'll take on. Being the trans guy with the master's thesis in gender identity, you had to go to an LGBTQ sensitivity training. I did. Everyone has to go because they then can prove that we all had the same training, which is not true because there's different trainers, even though the material is laid out the same. So they're feeding you the same material. Okay. But the training is not the same because people who took it early last year found themselves very annoyed and we took it and we were fine Mm -hmm. because they probably got a lot of feedback. That's good. Yeah. And changed what they were doing because the the people who do these trainings um, are also part of like, you know, a university system and so forth. And so they're contracted to do this and they do typically take the feedback. For the record, this university system was one that I applied for to help them become better teachers and put all of their teaching materials online. They didn't pick me, but... Yeah, I I thought about that quite a bit when the instructor was having a hell of a time getting the program to do what she wanted to, (laughs) and the guy had disappeared, and uh, so we spent pretty much the whole morning looking at slides that we could only see part of (laughs) because it would cut off most of the screen. That's... Stupid. Yes. Anyway. You're correct. So, yeah, I had to sit there for all day and be trained. It was an eight hour. It was an all day yes. thing. Mm-hmm. But it was done fairly well, you said. It was done fairly well. I was impressed. I did not find myself at any point thinking, oh, really? Or no. They weren't giving you any counterfactual information, which occasionally can happen. Old, outdated information. Yeah, they weren't... Um, Saying things in a way that you could tell, like like sometimes you can tell the person teaching the class isn't bought into the sensitivity themselves. Oh, this would be like when I had a meeting at my work about implicit bias, and it was just before our new like deputy CEO came in who was a big black guy. Mm-hmm. And just before that, it was necessary to give us all implicit bias training because of we because were in the a middle black of nowhere. Guy. There's a black <laughs> guy somewhere. He's going to come over, so you better talk about this. Yes. Oh, gosh. And immediately after the implicit bias training, our boss makes an Italian joke. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I know. Uh. <sighs> So, yes, I can understand when people are not bought in, but they're giving you the information anyway. Right. And you can tell by their way of doing it. So, yeah, I was impressed, actually, that that she did such a good job and didn't put us through any nonsense. Like, one of the things that that people had balked about was the type of interaction that came with this segregating of the people in the room of people get up and stand at this corner or that corner if you're tall this way and if you're short that way. Apparently, the dialogue and interaction they had after that last time, people felt very pressured and very put on the spot and very 
almost shamed, really. Like I can understand how that can be a useful tool. Like as a teacher, I have seen it done very well to create a sense of discomfort in privileged people and then help them understand that what you're feeling right now is what a lot of people feel all the freaking time. Right. But if it wasn't done well, and then they need to cut that part. Well, they they had it, and they, I think they just uh, trimmed it down to the useful part. Oh, that's good. Yeah, which was, okay, so tell me why you're on this side or that side. Or First, people did try to go in the middle. Oh, no, 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 you're not allowed to do that. So that kind of, you know, gave that discomfort of, oh, I have to choose. But Biphobia says what? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, talking about why why they saw themselves as tall or short. But um, my experience in the class is I, I did have some discomfort myself in wondering, probably maybe half the people in that room knew me before my transition. And I, I just felt a little bit like the whole time on the spot, you know, like a little discomfort around that. And I think in part, that's also from being an introvert and, and not wanting to have a spotlight for any reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, lesbian in our class. Mm-hmm. But she's a, she's not an introvert. Well, I don't know. I can't say. Was this say, someone you knew previously I, and just happened to know she was a lesbian? Yes. Or did this come up over the course of discussion? No, no. As I knew this pertinent? and everybody knows this because we're all there. It's all people to, from your work. Yes. They're all people from my work. Okay. Some of them I've known better than others because I've worked closer with them. Right. But So the office lesbian was there. Yes, she was. And, uh, <laughs> and, and we, so was the office tran. Yes. Can you see who avoided the class? <laughs> so I sat in the front right away because it was close to the door. And because when I came in the room, like the, the back two tables were full because everybody went to the back. Of course. And I thought, well, I'm just going to sit in the front because I already feel like, the, you know, mm-hmm. uh, under, the, under the microscope. And um, so I'm just going to sit in the front. And our instructor noted that right away. And said, oh, our front row person. Like, she was excited because, you know, she deals with these <laughs> yeah. this nonsense of the back row filling up all the time. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And so when it came time to do something, I right away did something so I could get it out of the way. Right. And uh, it was, she was going to make a list on one side of the board of what people, um, she, well, she made a, a, a line of one to five, like, where do you think you are on the knowledgeable mm-hmm. of the scale? Mm-hmm. On her side, she was writing like why they think they have that number right. of knowledge. And on my side, I was writing what they wanted to get out of the class. Mm-hmm. And um, and did you have to put yourself on the number of knowledge? I did, but I was last. And what did you say? <laughs> um, I said, well, uh, let me tell you first, as people are going around the room giving their numbers, I'm thinking to myself, no, or okay, or maybe you know, I'm judging this in my head because I know all these people <laughs> right. and I've interacted with them uh-huh. and, you know, wh- what their reasons are. Like some people, like she said, the instructor said, she said, um, you know, some people have personal reasons, some people have professional reasons, and some people have other mm-hmm. reasons. And so there was quite a list. Okay. I can't think of what they all were because that's words. And... <laughs> um one person about halfway through gave herself a six. And I think it's because we, fi- we figured out later she didn't have glasses on and wasn't paying attention to what the numbers were. Oh. 
So when we got to the lesbian, the office lesbian, uh, she said what she wanted to get out of it. She made a joke first. This is why I think not an introvert. Uh-huh. She wanted to understand how straight people think. Like making it clear that I know I'm the office lesbian over here. So I'm going yes. to make this joke now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. What I really want is you yep. know, whatever. And uh, she wanted resources because even though she's the office lesbian and I'm the office trans guy, um, people and people will come to us obviously right. for for resources. We don't know any of them, right? Because we don't have any people that we work with that need those resources. Okay, <laughs> so we don't know what they are. Right. Um, if I need a resource, it doesn't matter what it's for. I go to my work wife because she's the office know it all. Yes. So, um, so this person, she gave herself a six. And so when we got to the office lesbian, she said, well, if she's a six, I'm a 10 because, you know, mm-hmm. that's the way this works. Right. And, uh, and then after we got all done, uh, then, then it was my turn. And I said, uh, well, I'm going to say four and a half because I don't know why the, the uh, agency wants me here. <laughs> so otherwise than that, I feel perfectly knowledgeable. And my, my reason for giving myself the, Four and a half, I said, was I felt I was well educated in the topic. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what I wanted out of it was resources for, right, for clients. Right. So, so then the person who had made this the judgment of six for herself uh-huh. said, I, I just want to clear something up. I'm not a six because I was judging myself on a scale of one to 10, and, and that's not the scale we're using, obviously. <laughs> but she had had, you know, some good reasons, but I, I wouldn't have given her a six on a scale of one to five. Right. Um, so her reasons were, you know, I'm not paying attention, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she she had worked with some trans youth. Okay. So that was her experience. Okay. Yeah. Um, a couple of them, which, you know, mm-hmm. is a very big deal in a small place. Yes. So. So, yeah. So I got my, my task out of the way right away, stood up there and wrote things. You know, I could be last. It was perfect. And after that, you didn't have to be a helper again. I didn't. Good job. And I didn't want to talk during the question and answer things because I'm an introvert. I probably say this a lot <laughs> in do. this podcast. But also because I wanted other people to have a chance. I didn't, I didn't need to give them the answers. I needed to hear what their answers were and have that be the process of the class. Mm-hmm. Because as I said in the beginning, I felt I was well-educated on the topic. So. Yes. <laughs> I sent you, tried to send you a screenshot of my pretest. You did, and I couldn't tell what this was. I, I said, I can't tell what this, this picture is of, but keep taking pictures because we can talk about this later. It'll make a good podcast. And, right. And right. you said, but I got 100% on my pretest. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> right, right. You know what made me really mad? What? I got 90% at the end because one of the questions went past me without an answer. It was the first question. It happened to my neighbor, too, who's also okay. does works with directly with me. And it was a, I guess, a, a software problem or something mm-hmm. because it wouldn't load. And so we pressed start again. When we pressed start again, it skipped a question. Oh. So then you get a zero on that question. Man. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. I did mention it to the trainer that there's a problem here because this, this happened to me and it happened to mm-hmm. the woman sitting next to me. And because the training guy, uh, the the computer guy, mm-hmm. gave us a warning at the beginning, 
when we voted things not to do something else because it would screw up our questions or whatever, he needed to also know that he needed to give that warning. The post-test doing something similar. Right. It wasn't right. exactly it was, the it was same thing, problem, yeah. but he needed to know that because uh-huh. it was doing that. And obviously I felt he wasn't doing his job. <laughs> <laughs> they should have hired me. Well, um, your job is perfectly good. So I, I do agree. Yes. Um, that's wild. Yeah. There was a, a guy that I work with. Well, I see in the building all the time. He does some job that I don't interact with, but mm-hmm. a tall white guy. Mm-hmm. And he did say his brother had recently come out as gay. Okay. He didn't seem terribly comfortable with it. And he said he was probably a one. And I I was impressed. That some that some tall white guy would acknowledge that they don't know much is yes. kind of yeah. shocking. Yeah. He also seemed like he didn't want to know much, but... Well... Right. That is not shocking of a tall white guy in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So... So... So I survived the training. You survived the training and now we can get ready for galley. Yes. Yay! Survive the training, and I'm going to f- pretend I'm going to knock on the wood that... The- Don't you knock on that wood that the microphone's <laughs> on. I'll beat you, child. <laughs> that I have set up our uh, child care backup system. Knock, knock. Okay, so to recap, we need backups for backups for backups. Yes, everybody knows this. Because this this never goes with our first choice plan. Ever. I don't think in, you know, the dozen or so trips that we have taken together. I have a new system. There's no first choice plan. Everybody just does the thing together. There's no one person. It's all the persons. Yes. And each one takes a day or a part of a day. And they're to check in with the other people to see if they need anything that day. Yes. See? So they're all all there doing the thing. Yes. It's one child, by the way. It is one child. There is a dog. This much care. The, the other child will also be present, but she could probably function on her own or with her older brother as the technically adult in the house. Well, because she's more adaptable, she could have stayed at grandma's on those days. Oh, yeah. But he can't because he can't be up that late. No, grandma does not put kids to bed on time. No. So we always have a calendar full of people and I have asked them all to do the thing. Yes. So that means to... Well, tomorrow doesn't... I can't do this task tomorrow. Uh, I need to check with uh, my work wife, who will be watching the dog in the house and the children. Yes. As one of the party of participants. She does this animal and house watching a lot as a hobby that pays for vacations and such. And, you know, there's a dog and then there's the child. And so I have to add that in of, hey, so about the extra creature in the house. (laughs) Yeah. Is that double or triple? (laughs) No, I just don't ask that. I just say, what what do you want me to do about, about that? Yeah. But see, usually if she's watching, like if she went somewhere and she was watching their horses and their goat and their chickens, right? It would still be all one fee. Yes. But this is a child, so it's a different thing altogether. It is a different scale altogether. It is, because uh, this is a different child altogether. Well, I did leave her in charge of a child before. Yes. um, Some years ago, Mm -hmm. while I was away on vacation, Mm -hmm. a teenager. Mm -hmm. We have a saying, the the group of helpers, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. And I got a text about the time I got to the location I was going to. Okay. That said, the village is closed for the day. (laughs) <laughs> the teenager had been quite so pestery and teenage-like that the keeper was done running the village for the day. That is hilarious. Yes. That is totally hilarious. Yeah. But that is a thing about 
the children that we have taken in. Although last time we were talking about jello things and how I get so irritated by our this this one child who is so challenging mm-hmm. and so demanding. Mm-hmm. And this is the reason that number zero child is only very minimally involved in his care plan. Because number zero, they also get terribly bothered, annoyed, jelloed. Yes, they get jelloed by his asinine behavior. <laughs> they do. They do. So I'm not the only one. It's not only well, me. Oh, well, I know it's not only you. Even grandma gets, uh, you know, annoyed with him. Oh, yeah. Like I have to coach grandma through the vacation plan mm-hmm. and say, so while he's at your house, it's totally fine if you just send him to his friends and he has his watch and he eventually comes back to eat or sleep. Yes. You know, because, yeah. Mm-hmm. She will eventually expect something of him or have some accountability for him. Will I get a call on my watch telling me grandma's mean? <laughs> Probably. At least this time he won't accuse her of abuse. <laughs> I think he's past that now. We uh, hope. We don't know. <laughs> but I'm sure she'll be eyeballing like, you better not. And her eye will end up twitching by the time I come back. <laughs> it's true. She's only taking him on the weekend days, but you know. Yes. That's a whole day thing, and it's a long weekend. <sighs> it is. Anyhow. Is that it for now, then? Well, I'm hoping we'll be otherwise ready, so yes. Good. We have pronoun ribbons. That's all the ready I need. <laughs> I don't even have... Do I look like I believe you? At the time of recording, I have not even contacted any of our usual distributors. But we usually have a distributor in registration, and we usually have a distributor who frequents LobbyCon, and we usually have a distributor who is on staff at the info booth. We've made friends with the staff because we, we volunteer with the setup, and so... We've met people who are official staff. But yes, I, at this point, I haven't even contacted our distributors. So Okay, well, it'll we'll happen. get there. I need to make sure my costume wear is clean. Yes. So, all right, well, that's it. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! It still says Yeti. Oh, good. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, I gave That's you the That's what I needed. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you need another drink of water before we start? I should probably get one too, huh? Yeah, I imagine. When you put your feet up there, the... I know, but we're... I know. I'm going to blow my nose. And I know. you were in the bathroom. I know. I'm just going to leave my glasses off. That's fine. When number three came in with her glasses off to show us that she had lost a tooth, I was like, ah, she doesn't have glasses on. She looks like weird. <laughs> so used to seeing her with glasses. I don't notice if she has them on or not. I don't know why. But we probably have to wait for that water to stop running out. Huh? Oh, I shouldn't have flushed, huh? No, I, I think you should, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wait a minute now. 
Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. Ha, 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 ha.